Hey, hey, potty people. Welcome back. This is Grace Cunha. And this is Grace Marie. That's not it. It's I'm Grace Cunha, right? Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, potty people. Welcome back. Oh, crap. Okay. Last time. You can't mess it I'm up. sorry. I was... Okay. <sighs> hey, hey, potty people. Welcome back. I'm Grace Cunha. And I'm Grace Marie. And this is State, State of Grace. Grace. Yeah. Yeah. We um, have been... <laughs> oh, I was supposed to talk. Happy New Year. We've been gone for a little bit of the last part of 2018. We recognize that. You know what? I was listening to a podcast the other day. Uh, Mavenly and Co. Go listen to them. They're like a entrepreneur okay. women yeah. podcast. But they were talking about how it's okay if your priorities don't align with something that you're doing. And it's okay to take long breaks like this. And that made me think of this. This. <laughs> It's like our priorities just did not align with this. Yes. And at one point in late November, our priorities did align. But then it was the most discombobulated hour you've ever heard in your life. More than usual. Because mm-hmm. we hadn't seen each other in a long time. And I just texted Grace that we shouldn't post it. It was going to be detrimental to my future run for Texas Senate. <laughs> it was going to be detrimental to everybody. We also got in a fight in the middle of it. Did we really? I don't remember this fight well, you keep talking about. We called, <laughs> em- we called Emily for her birthday and we screwed up the voicemail. Do you remember that? No. Right, never mind. Well, I remember calling her, but I don't remember us getting a fight. You keep talking about this fight. Well, we had an intro planned and then I screwed up the intro and you yelled at me on the voicemail. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll have Sorry, to listen Emily. back to that. Sorry, Em. But anyway, we're back. Yeah, how's 2019, been? new year, new us. How's 2019 been? I don't think I've seen you since 2019. Have I? No. No, I haven't seen no. You. How's it been? It's been good so far. Just so far, pretty slow. Um, but about to be geared up again, getting back to work. Oh, and yeah. You got a job. I, I think we job. said that in the last I one that back. we didn't. When we when we're really big, we should really release that episode. <laughs> when we get huge, yes. <laughs> when it goes lo- big and whatever, yeah. Because I think we talked about your that you got a job. I got a job. Um, so I'm gonna be going back to work, but I am a little. I've really done nothing for two months. Well, I haven't done nothing. Uh, that leads into what we have recommendations for things that we've seen or watched are you done with life updates already well i, well, I don't know what else i have what do you have thank you <laughs> sorry what do i have i don't have anything but it's just nice to we had holidays and stuff yeah we had holidays but should we talk about that yeah. now okay sure. yeah so we had kirk and all christmas like two weeks ago whenever christmas was <laughs> yes grace and i saw each other for our our family christmas what were your thoughts <laughs> This will be good because we haven't talked about it. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was good. There were a lot of kids, a lot more kids than normal. We secured a guest for the pod. We did. Uncle Bud, shout out. Shout out, Uncle Bud. Oh, no, I, we're not he, supposed to say his name. Oh. Because <laughs> he he wants to be anonymous. <laughs> okay, you can, edit, alias. you can edit around that, alias. Um, Do you want to start a current all Christmas? You can just cut that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think it'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> um, it was just a lot of fun. Just put a beep in. I would just like to say that Grace and I came up with, we, Grace and I took initiative to kind of redesign <laughs> the activities at our family Christmas. Yeah, like we redesigned our lives. And I think it went pretty well. My mom is a big old cheater and mm. I forgot how competitive our family was. So mm. we kind of, that was the only um comment i have about our game we yeah. played bingo and not all the people listen to the rules well yeah and it became just like it became it, the intensity was too high for a bingo mom. game yeah, yeah it was too high but i mean other than that very upbeat yeah we played uh so we had some skits we did have skits that was a highlight um, um and we'll get back to this but i do have to say that um so this past week, Nancy Pelosi was sworn in as the new Speaker of the House, and she, as she was getting sworn in, she asked for all the kids to come up, not just her grandkids, but all the kids, and that, my mom would do that, like, that was, was such a Mary Kirk the house. She would do that at any time, but I feel like it was just a small glimpse into what my mom would be doing, because she, she would want to be sworn in around kids. It's so. touching. It was touching. I got really emotional. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, and then we'll get, I guess we'll get into our streaming recs. 
Yes, I have because one more both... note about Kirk and Doll Christmas. Oh, yeah, is go that ahead. my favorite moment was when our cousin Meg announced that she watches Below Deck. She and her husband watch mm-hmm. Below Deck. And I I had no idea you were a Below was Deck like, fan. Thank f- somebody in our family has taste. I'm so glad. Below I can't and believe that. It was it was I was so happy. I was giddy. Um, well, I got my usual gossip from Katie and Clint about... Um, these are all of our cousins. These really. are all of our cousins about Real Housewives of Dallas because they know a few people. So that was interesting It was really just collect. we need we get together every year so Grace and I can compile... Everything the, we can about Bravo. Right. To get our extended family to give us any thing any they, intel any intel they we say go out in the year <laughs> go we say merry christmas now go out and get information about bravo shows That's and right. then they come back and give it to us and boy do they and yeah and sometimes it's with from people you would never expect oh my god did your mom so at it, this is almost a full day event and it, it it literally goes late into the evening and usually in the evening is when things get delirious and the doctors come out and start telling their gross doctor stories. Yeah. Did your mom tell you about a gross doctor story that was told? No. Oh my God. I can't tell it on air, but I might tell you because <coughs> it is lit. I literally can't stop thinking about it. So I, I'm going to tell you, I have, but I can't tell you on air. Okay. Would, tell me it later. It would literally make people swerve from their cars right now. Okay. Well, there's been a couple of times where I've been on the phone with my friends and my mom. I've been on the phone with my mom in the like, car or something with friends. And she will tell me a story about work or something. Mm-hmm. And my friend, I'm pretty used to hearing. I never know what's going to come out of my mom's mouth about a work story. She's a children's ER doctor. So she has the craziest stories. And they're not as used to it. And so she'll be telling a story. And I'm just like, okay, okay, sure. And my friends are in the backseat just like, ah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty used to it. This isn't one of your mom's stories. Okay. I feel like I'm pretty used to these stories because of your mom. Because of your mom. But this was a Clint story. And I wasn't ready. I don't. I'm Clint's an OBGYN. And so I'm not yep. as comfortable with his stories because they usually involve like childbirth and yep. labor really freaks me out and it they usually have to do with wacky or absurd birth situations and i'm like those are things i cannot handle oh my god do you want to do something that's a little out of the ordinary for what? us do you want to stop it i'll tell you and then we'll get your reaction yeah okay <laughs> my reaction is that i'm pretty sure that happens a lot in labor it's just like disgusting to think about yeah it's just no that that cannot not that bad lot. not that bad but i mean there is a lot of things i mean needless to around. say i will say that there's just with this story it's just a lot of bodily fluids and i just like i feel like every single time i get closer to a pregnant woman or whatever i learn something new about childbirth i have this reminds me of a um advice my stepmom gave my step-siblings over christmas break um please tell she said if it's not your what did she say something about how if it's a bodily fluid and it's not yours like don't touch it that was basically like her sex talk to them oh my god but she was like it applies for everything like don't because you could i mean if it's like a sneeze uh anything just like don't touch it because that's what she would say in like uh PA school, like, she'd be like, wear gloves. If it's somebody else's bodily fluids, do not touch them. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about that. I feel like there's a lot more we could talk about. With, oh, definitely. Yeah, with but, uh, the sex talk. But, you know, I got That's time. when I went. I have a lot of thoughts, but uh, we are at a family dinner table, so I can't that's get fair. into it. Yeah. But anyway, all in all, holidays were good. And, uh, yeah, do you want to give them our recs? Yeah, so since we've had a lot of time off from the pod, we have some recommendations for streaming. Streaming, Not screaming, for streaming. Screaming, scream loud, but for streaming. Um, Because we, I mean, Grace has been chilling. No, not chilling. No, I made all my Christmas presents this year, so I had a lot of time to make gifts and watch TV at the same time. Yeah, one of them, Mm -hmm. my recommendation at... The behest of grace. Thank you. Um, what does behest wa- mean? <laughs> I don't really know. Did you just throw that in there to sound smart? No, I think it means like at the. It sounds it, right. Is that the word though? Maybe let's see. Let's look be. It. 
Oh, I don't even know how to spell that. Behest. At the person's orders or commands. <gasps> so yeah, that's correct. It's that exactly is right. That is <laughs> true. I did call it's you and literally exactly you do correct. It. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank, good job, Grace. Thank you. Um, dictionary at calendar. At the behest of Grace, mm-hmm. I watched The Clinton Affair. It's on A&E. It's streaming. I made one whole Such. Christmas present while streaming it yeah. in one day. I binged it in one day. And so good. I had heard about it on Twitter. I'm not going to give anything away. But I had heard heard about it on Twitter, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of reluctant. I was like, you know, I don't want to hear anything more about the Clintons, just whatever. Grace told me, FaceTime me one night, literally screaming. Yeah, Screaming that I needed to go watch it. So I watched it the next day. It was just a lot. And it makes – it connects a lot of dots about a time where I think a lot of our listeners, ourselves included, were – too young to remember or weren't born yet, but yeah. are st- the remnants of it are still very much a part of our political process yes. today. Yes. That you don't really even think about because we, it was kind of literally out of sight, out of mind because we were toddlers. Right. Um, very important, very interesting. And, oh, that reminds me. What? Okay, it's, it's um, over Christmas break, I, my dad said something about wanting to do a TED talk. And I said, Dad, what would your TED Talk be on? Yeah. And he said. Did someone ask me to do a TED Talk? Well, no, no, no. I was I was, I was, was saying something. And then I was like, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Kind of yeah. like as a joke. And mm-hmm. then he said, I wanted to. Get, he wants to give a TED Talk. And I said, Dad, what would your TED Talk be about? And he said, well, they're all about, you know, process or whatever. And he said, mine would be about sinus surgery. I said, well, that's boring. And yeah, it needs to relate yeah. to a little bit more people. And a he goes, wider audience. He goes, no, it would be about how he does this certain procedure where he was like seven years ago, all these people were stuck in their old ways of doing, you know, the old way of doing sinus surgery. And they were kind of, you know, we were raked through the coals for trying to do something new, but now insurance companies are paying like twice as more for this because it's more effective. And now all the old, like people are coming around to seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, y'all were right all along. And I was like, Okay, Monica Lewinsky. Like yeah, he yeah. basically <laughs> He did just Lewinsky. He, that I was TED like, talk. that was literally Monica Lewinsky's TED talk because she was right for the coals for years and then everyone was like, Oh, maybe you were right. So is your dad saying that he is the Monica Lewinsky of the sinus world? Ma- I mean, he didn't say it, but I think he did that. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Wait, Hannah's maybe. calling. <laughs> Anywho, I he may have been saying that I don't want to put words in his mouth. I think he um, most definitely is saying that. But he definitely shouldn't give a TED Talk, but everybody definitely should go watch The Clinton Affair. Yes, absolutely. And Monica's TED Talk is pretty good, too. But watch The Clinton Affair first. Definitely. I think I think what surprised me, not surprised me, just, like, reaffirmed slash, like, I don't want to say surprised because it's not surprising that all of these players were there back then. Like, that I know – like career politicians and all of that jazz like exist but i think just like having the video of all of these people on the diff on like the i don't want to give it away but the opposite side of where they are now and i was over christmas i was was like dad you know who is a real excuse my language son of a bitch and my dad was like and i was like nope freaking gingrich yeah who would have thought what the because his instagram is literally just him at zoos now oh nope. and also yeah, anyway, that's all I have. What yeah. is your recommendation? Yeah, well, Clinton Affair for sure. I'll just double on that. But also, I'm going to recommend a new show on Netflix called Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj. He was a Daily Show correspondent and has broke or left that and now does Patriot Act. So it's kind of, I don't know how to describe it other than like, which this is not the most accurate description, but it's like a daily show but only on one topic like in-depth look like john oliver no see it's just like but doesn't it have stand-up elements too like he's not behind a desk right that's the only thing literally the only thing i know about the show is he's not behind yeah he's not behind it it's not like late night see it's it's just like different than what i've ever seen before but like the style is very much like daily show okay there's stand-up in there but it's also like really serious but anyways the specific show I want everyone or I'm recommending is the Saudi Arabia episode, 
which just, so I watched that the day it came out. For some reason, it was on my recommended. Maybe I've been watching too many political slash crime stuff lately, (laughs) but it was recommended on my um, feed, and I like The Daily Show, so I watched it. And um, it is just, like, the craziest thing I've ever, like, the whole show is just of, or everything they said about Saudi Arabia is just the craziest thing I've ever seen. I couldn't believe that I've never, like, looked more into Saudi Arabia before. Just because it's, like, always, like, I know they're the bad guys, kind of. Well, Well, we don't I feel like it's similar to, I feel like a lot of the things that I'm so kind of flabbergasted by. Mm -hmm. Show kind of similar to the Clinton affair, yeah. where it's things that a lot of people know about because initially, you know, maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. people were talking about it more often. So now it's just kind of, you know, yeah. this is no Moved one's going to on. reiterate it. Yeah. And so it's just kind of common knowledge, but so supposedly, but you don't know yeah. the story behind it. And right. so then when you go into the story, you're like, oh, shoot, this is a big deal. Well, yeah, and this one's, like, more interesting, too, in the fact that I don't even know if there's been a big period where we've talked about Saudi Arabia before, but this does a really good job of, like, showing our relation, like, our U.S. president's relationship with Saudi Arabia and how, like, literally everyone's had this great relationship with Saudi Arabia because they have so much money and power, even though they do things that are very against our like American dream. Yeah. And so it's just super interesting. The other interesting part came this week. So I started watching it the day it came out and then I've made a bunch of people watch it just because I thought it was, and they talk about the war in Yemen, which also is something I didn't know that much about. So I started watching, I made a a lot of people start watching it because I thought it was super interesting and important. And then this week, um, Saudi Arabia actually got it or got sued Netflix to get it removed from Netflix in Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, so... And they took it down? And Netflix took it down, so Netflix is getting a lot of pushback now and a lot of like, hey, why would you do that, Netflix? But it's still on U.S. Netflix, so I just recommend everyone watch it because it's obviously hit some points off for them that they don't want their people to watch it. Or they they don't want their people to have access of it. So that makes me think it's even more important that people watch it and know what's going on. Yeah. If we have any Saudi Arabia listeners, I'm just going to throw this out, out there. Shout out. Um, it's on YouTube. So YouTube hasn't taken it down. So Saudi Arabia can still see it on YouTube. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, but I'm sure that's next of what I was going to say. Like, uh, it's got to be just soon, one of the, I know. Okay. It's got to be soon. That's Saudi it's kind takes of like down, a, but. Me, me and the Beyonce Coachella video is that I oh, knew yeah. it was going to come down. <laughs> I knew it was going to be taken down within probably a week of yeah, it coming exactly. out. And so I just watched it as many times as I <laughs> Here's could. Here's our difference. It's like me and every single. Um, Beyonce performance. <laughs> no, it's me and every single musical, Broadway musical. Oh. <laughs> every time. So I. I, okay, this is a side note, but every time a Broadway musical goes up, I'm like, I don't want to be that person that steals from the theater because that's just against my morals and what right, I've been taught. But you need to see it. So I wait a day. And if it's still up a, in a day, I'm like, okay, this is on them now. This isn't on me. Like, they've kept wow. it up for a day. And so that's when I watch it. That's a lot of thought into <laughs> how, how, wow. Grace, well, no judgment. But anyway, so the two main shows we're having you stream. Yes, I have one more. Oh, we not TV show though. So two TV oh, shows. Well, then are I have happen. to think of another. No, one. no, you don't, because it's both of ours. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, go for it. Everybody needs to go read Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Have you started reading? it? I have a book too, but okay, you go first. It is so good. Yeah, I've read. I'm halfway. It is so good. Mm-hmm. It is written so well, and it is basically the most relatable Mm -hmm. biography i've ever read because it's not i feel like a lot of political biographies are like we grew up we got married we are perfect and it very much shows kind of the push and pull of a real dynamic i love it i've watched a lot of her interviews like the book tour interviews because i didn't have the book until christmas but i'm like halfway through now um not that fast of a reader sorry everyone but um it's just interesting how she put a lot of thought into like showing the infrastructure around her, like how her neighborhood in Chicago changed completely from when she was a really young girl to, which I'm glad she pointed out in her interview. So now when I'm reading that part, I can see how 
she put little things in there to make you realize that the neighborhood changed so drastically from being like a diverse, well, yeah. safe neighborhood from when she was in elementary school to in high school when it was like not a good neighborhood to be in and gangs and had written and the white people had left and like, yeah. So that I also really think it's too. I was thinking a lot about she, there's a part in the book where she's talking about how she was given the chance to kind of go and just because she had a teacher that wasn't very good, her mom went to the school and like yeah. advocated. And just because she, her, like she had a mom that had the ability and resources mm-hmm. and the knowledge to go do that, she was given so much of more of an opportunity than the kids that had to stay back and not, right. like basically lost a year of schooling. Yeah. And just kind of how the, there are kids like that all over the country. Oh, yeah. It made me realize that like I shouldn't just put my kids into a public school when I like have kids. Like, no, it made me realize the opposite. You should just put your kids No, in I'm saying school. that I would have gone to pri- I'm just full disclosure, I've never gone to public school. Right. I've gone to private school my whole life, but I think that it made me more passionate about having good public schools because I had the 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 public schools around me were good. They weren't bad and but I my parents still had the resources and the privilege to put us in schools that, mm-hmm. to choose where we went to school. And so many kids do not have that. And especially in like South side of Chicago, rural Texas, there aren't a whole bunch of schools that they can choose from. And yeah. that school that they go to is the only opportunity they have to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. So making sure that the schools that are there have the resources that they need to make, to be, have these kids be successful is so important because so many kids don't have the privilege to choose where they're going to school. Yeah. Well, I looked at it a different way. Like, mostly I was thinking more of when they got into, I'm trying to think if it was, it was probably high school when they were like, when I felt like I saw her parents really looking at like what their kids' strengths were and how they could put them in a place where their strengths would really like shine but they could also get a good education like her brother with the catholic school that he ended up going to that had a really good basketball team and basketball coach that they really liked and then her going to a totally different school on the other side of chicago because it was a magnet school um and it was for diverse i think it was for that's how they for diverse yeah that's how they diverse like one of the ways they diversified yeah and so I just thought that was interesting because I, on the flip side, went to public school and it just was never, it was just never, never a, tailored a conversation. It was just never a conversation that I would ever go. Not that that's a good or bad thing. It was just was never a conversation that I would go anywhere else. And would it be different if I like had, and not that I had a passion that I really wanted to pursue, but would it have and? been different? No. Probably writing. Like, wouldn't it have been different if there was, like, a cool writing program, school around that yeah. I could have gone to? No, that makes sense. I don't know. That's what I thought of. I was like, oh, like, it was just the first time where I was like, oh, I could tailor my kid's school for, if I have the resources, I can tailor my kid's school for whatever talent they have and want to pursue. Yeah. That so makes that's sense. what I got from it. Anyways. Any, that, everybody right. should go read that. And. Okay, my la- my last recommendation for doing books I'm going to do From the Corner of the Oval. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Have you read it yet? No, but my roommate from college keeps texting me, like, four times a day to read it. Oh, And I don't think I'm ready. I think – well, okay, here. How about this? I have, like, 100 pages left. Okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't finished it. Sorry, everyone. I borrowed it from someone, and then I gave it back to her, not finished because I'm not a fast reader. And then she gave it to me for Christmas because she okay. wanted me to finish. So I have, like, 100 pages left. Why don't I finish reading it? I'll give it to you and you can read it. Okay, perfect. Because I, from what I've read about it, it seems to be kind the one of the reasons you probably like it is mm-hmm. probably one of the reasons I'm scared to read it is that it seems like a very relatable, like someone like us working at the White House. Yeah. And I, having experiences, but I also feel like it would give me too much PTSD of some awkward and weird situations I've been in. Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, it's a very relatable version, <clears throat> version of being at the White House and I know getting to the white house is not a relatable thing but i yeah i mean that's basically what it is a relatable version of being at the white house but i also think it's very interesting just yeah i like seeing her job too i just yeah. think that part's interesting too anyways i i get texts that i that people are reading it and think that it's like me <gasps> Ooh. and a lot of my friends now think i need to be a stenographer you'd probably you'd be good at it 
but but I read I have any to be totally honest I read a book by one of Obama's people that was similar it was called who thought this was a good idea yeah and it inspired me to go become a scheduler because she was Obama's like chief scheduler oh and I hated scheduling with every piece of me and so I'm a little skeptical I'm just letting you know that I've done that Well, I'm not going to go be a stenographer now. No, but I've, I've, um, I know the feeling. Yeah, I've read the book and been like, oh my god, this is me. This I is will what I need say to be with all of my political book readings that I've done lately, I'm, I am, which I think I've told you, I am like, maybe I need to go work in politics and see if that's even like a thing I would enjoy since I'm like so interested about it on the side. Yeah, prototyping quickly and failing fast. Exactly. Um. That get that leads us into there were a lot we 2019 has already been busy. It is busy. It's gonna get busier politically speaking. Um we have a new Congress. Woo-hoo. We have a shut-down government. Woo-hoo! Oh wait, we don't want to do that, do we? Um, what is a shutdown here? Can I ask you something about yeah. the shutdown? Like, I know. Like, why are some people getting paid and some don't? Like, I don't get who gets so, paid and who doesn't. Is it hourly people don't get paid? I'm going to be totally honest. They keep calling it a partial shutdown, which I don't know what, why it's uh-huh. a partial. I think it's just because, so non-essential workers are furloughed, but basically they passed an act that almost every employee is essential. But people okay. aren't, so the thing is, is that if you're working, like TSA agents and stuff, they're not getting paid. Yeah. But the minute. And they've, they've started boycotting. Going right. To but work. the minute the shutdown's over, they automatically basically. Get imme- paid everything. Immediately pass a bill to back, give them back pay. Okay. But if you're furloughed, if you're a non-essential worker, you don't get the back pay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I've been gathering from the interviews. You know, every, all the news sites have those interviews from the furloughed and worker. And the interesting thing is that. I was talking to my brother because he's in the military, and USAA is the big banking mm-hmm. organization for the – most of the military has their money through USAA mm-hmm. just because they're, it's a good company. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like it would be a much bigger deal because technically the Army isn't getting – like the military oh, isn't getting paid. I didn't even think about that with your brother. But – if you have your money, like USAA has literally so much money mm-hmm. that they, they know, pay you. Well, they least. know that the back pay will go into effect. So if you have your money through USAA, they will pay you. Oh, that's even nice. when the government shut down. That's super nice. And then they'll just take the back pay when the government yeah gives it back. That's super. And nice. so they're not super affected, but it's also kind of crazy to think. Like that, I feel like the government, or it would be so much more urgent mm-hmm. if they're like, oh, those soldiers down there at the border and stuff aren't getting paid. Well, that's it's funny. crazy. Well, it's funny because, like, you say this, but like a lot of the new, like, the political commentary news sites are saying that, are saying like the soldiers, like, I didn't know that they. Well, not sold. all of them have right. their money through USAA. Yeah. So some, but so I'm just saying some. that, yeah. But yeah, it's, but a lot of. That's what a lot and of also technically is. they're not getting paid. Yeah, but the, their bank just is like, is we got them. you. Yeah, that's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, that happened. Also, Nancy, our girl, Nancy. We got a lot of girls in formation now. Oh my god, so many. I mean, but they've all apparently screwed up this week in the in the eyes of the GOP. Oh my gosh, I just want to let you. I don't know if y'all saw. There was a big hoopla going around the internet because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez there was like a video of her dancing yeah which is so cute but I texted my roommate from college and I was saying I just want to let you know that if it ever comes out you know any video that I have of her yeah is not a cute video of her doing a choreographed dance with her makeup done. It's like they're all very, I know. they're all very incriminating. And so, well, we need to go make one. Yeah. We need to go make a video <laughs> when like I, that. When I first heard, when I first just saw it on Twitter and didn't click the link to see it actually be played, I thought it was like, oh, great. She's like dancing on a bar. No, she's like, literally dancing. No, she's like, it's obviously for like a school project right. or something. It's so funny. Cause I like, and she's in my wearing head, like a knee length, like a, yeah, a calf, a pencil like skirt. <laughs> a pencil, calf length pencil, pencil skirt in a college t-shirt. Yeah. It's just so funny. Cause I was like, cause when I just first saw the headline, I was like, Oh great. She's at a bar dancing. Right. No, no. it's like totally opposite. It's so funny. 
And then she had a good comeback, too, as well. A cute one. She danced outside her office. Oh, my gosh. She's so cute. Yeah. I'm still on the fence about her, honestly. I think she's good at social media. And I, I, I'm weary of people who are, like, too millennial and too good. You know what I mean? I am... I'm going to be interested to see kind of how the next two years go. Me too. But I'm very impressed by... Because the way that she makes it seem is that she is, like, just kind of doing all these things. Mm-hmm. and But, I mean, it's... Everything that she's doing is so, kind of so crazy because it's so unheard of from a new member of Congress. Yeah. Specific and not... Absolutely not heard of as from a woman who's under 30 minority and a new member of Congress because Congress is such kind of a hierarchy thing. So her saying like she hosted a sit in in Nancy Pelosi's office. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. And so in that, it's not like it doesn't have any impact on her. Like she's getting heat for it from Democrats. Mm -hmm. And I, well, she's going to probably get a crappy job assignment. Well, I give her a lot of props because she knows that. And I give her a lot of props for continuing to do it Mm -hmm. despite yeah. Knowing anyway, because because it seems like it kind of happens in a vacuum, but it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know because like sometimes I'm like, I just feel like you can't. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not in her district, so like who can like it's not really my business per se. But like I feel like if I was in her district, I'd be like, come on, can you at least like play the game a little bit so you can make greater change? That's kind of like what I'm thinking. I'm like, but that's never what she said she was going to do. That's true. I mean, that's true. But, I don't know. Not her district, but I, I think I'd be frustrated if I was in her district a little bit. Because she's going to get a crappy committee assignment. And then Maybe like, not. We don't know. Yeah, pretty sure. From Nancy's track record, I'm pretty sure anyone who said anything I think it bad might, against I think her it might be like Beto. It might be like Beto. Like, I'm very territorial of Beto. Yeah. And so, I am kind of like, all you haters out there mm-hmm. need to step off. Because he's our guy. Yeah. And so... And whenever he's making news, I'm uh-huh. like, that's our guy. Yeah. <laughs> Whether he's causing shit or not. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's like that. Like, yeah, probably. They probably, I mean, probably. Probably like, yeah. that's our girl. I mean, they voted for her, so probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, did you see that Beto is like third in the, or at least last week he was third in the polls in Iowa? Oh my gosh, my mom. Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> I think, we I think should, we should Iowa, go. We, have they always been a thing? These yes. Polls in Iowa. Yes. Have you so gotten to the part of Michelle? Okay. For, can I talk about real quickly how crazy? Because our parents, mm-hmm. our moms are from Iowa, so like we have an intimate history with Iowa. Intimate. And many summers. Iowa is the craziest part of our political system. I'm not even kidding because it is the first caucus. And have you gotten to the part of Michelle Obama's book, which it's literally just an ode to the people of Iowa? No, I haven't. And my I, mom, like, we literally, we literally just got to. Barack. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but he so Iowa is the first primary and they take it very seriously. Like Iowans, if you they don't meet every candidate, like Iowans expect to meet every candidate. Mm-hmm. And most of them do, and they take it very seriously. But people aren't campaigning in Iowa like six months before the primary and then Or two years. Two years before the primary. I mean Elizabeth who, Warren. Julian Castro's in Iowa right now. And Elizabeth Warren I know. seven stops. <laughs> and then they're week? gonna like kind of like an, and then the next the next primary is like two days later. But the thing is is that if you win Iowa, you have so much momentum right off the bat that you don't even really have to primary in the other states as much it's because insane. it's such a big deal. But the way the Iowa primary works, it's crazy. It's a caucus. People literally it would be like we Go to it. Let's talk. Let's take Aunt Is and Uncle Matt for example. Should we go to the Iowa caucus? We can't. We're not, but we need to. But we we go. should go to our. We should take the whole family up to I'm Iowa. Down. Let's do it. I'd be down. Oh my gosh. Side note: I've been reading the uh, Grant biography, mm-hmm. the Ulysses S. Grant biography. Oh, okay. And guess where he's from? Iowa, Galena, Illinois. Oh my God, Galena! <laughs> I was like, "Mom, how have I never known oh, this?" Get out of here! That's funny. <laughs> Anywho, um, we should all go to Iowa. I'd be down. But the so let's take our aunt as an uncle Matt, for example. They yes. live in Iowa on the night of the, the American ca- Dream, <laughs> living the American Dream on the night of the caucus. So it's it's like at five p.m. Mm-hmm. Aunt Isa and Uncle Matt will go to a gym. Their high school gym, the Dubuque High School gym, wherever, some mm-hmm. central location. 
this is literally what will happen. Everybody will congregate in the middle of the gym and someone will get up there. And like, I always take this really freaking seriously, mm -hmm. but someone will do get Do they up. really do this? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling like, you. like, does oh, I don't Uncle know. Matt I don't know. But this okay. is what they say. So they sit in a gym and then they say, if you are supportive, let's, for example, in the last primary, if you're supportive of Hillary Clinton, stand over here. If you're supportive of Barack Obama, stand over here. And people separate and then they count them all. And then and they, they go home and they go home. Stop. And then they kind of send it all to a central location. Stop. Like, that's literally what a caucus is, is you don't go in a ballot booth. And so you see, you physically see the breakup of people. Can we go to one? Yeah, and just watch it. But yeah. I mean, they're happening all over the state, but it's not something where it's private and you go and check a box I and go send to your ballot. They literally stand and you, that's why it's kind of such a big deal. They're like one of the only states that still does it because it's such oh. a visual representation of yeah. like, you see your neighbors, like they see the people around them going. They've got to be like, I need to go to one because I need to see the demographics of this because like. In Iowa. Day, I know, but in this day and age, like, they've got... I mean, we have young cousins that live... Or, like, cousins already But the Iowans Iowa. take it so seriously. Monty was posting pictures with every candidate last primary season. She was? How yeah. did I miss that? I'm friends with her on Facebook. She, I, You can go look at her Facebook. She has pictures with every candidate. Oh, my God. I don't know. I just, like... It's I part of the Iowan kind of psyche. The Iowan way. They take it as kind of their responsibility to vet the candidates. You know what they say... You really ought to give Iowa a try. My mom last primary season, let's swear to God, this is what she said. She goes, it is a shame that only during the primaries does Iowa get the recognition it deserves. That, no. And I was like, is a strong she word. was like, Iowa should be getting, people should be talking about Iowa this much every day. Okay. And I'm no. like, no, mom. No, no. No. I really have to disagree there, but, um. Okay, interesting. Anywho, we're going to go on a podcast road trip to Iowa this summer. On a later episode, because I don't think we have time to really go in depth as I need to, but I literally need to know about... I, no. would, I would love to go door knocking in Iowa. Would you listen? You're okay, not, I'm, I'm sorry. switching subjects. What I I need to know more about Elizabeth Warren, because you said Iowa, which made me think about the 7,000 stops she made last week. And You know who knows Elizabeth Warren? Who? You're never going to guess. Oh, my God. Uncle Dave. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> no. He. Freaking <laughs> way. He. How? Played basketball Stop. with nope. her husband nope. when she taught at U of H. No. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that one time a couple years ago. He's like, you know, I used to play basketball with Elizabeth Warren's husband. And if you don't know our Uncle Dave, like, basketball is Life. The pinnacle. Like you, there is no other activity you could do with Uncle Dave that would bond you more than playing basketball with him. That's true. And let's just say that Grace and I have never played basketball. No. With but him. when he said that, he was like, you know, I used to uh, be good friends with Elizabeth Warren. That is so cool. Oh my god! But Why last person you would expect. Last, but yeah, I just have so many questions. I'm trying to learn more about her because you know she has an exploratory committee. Which can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. There. Here's another life up, or not life update, but an update on life in 2019 mm -hmm. elizabeth warren announced that she has an exploratory committee for 2020 so did julian castro but my thought is if you announce that you have an exploratory committee doesn't that mean you've already yes. had an exploratory yes. committee and you're just seeing how the media yes. and people react to you say, to you as a candidate yeah okay because just making sure i'm not a crazy person because i'm like there's no way the exploratory committees that are out are people and you'll notice they're people that like i promise you beto has an exploratory committee mm -hmm. but he just hasn't announced it I'm and he hasn't made it because you have to register exploratory committees with like the fec mm -hmm. but he hasn't been fundraising like elizabeth warren is fundraising off Got of her it. exploratory okay, committee that's why so the to... the unannounced exploratory committees just aren't fundraising so allegedly they are not well in the democrat world it's gonna be it's gonna be so weird seeing this election be basically the, the republican primary exactly but that's why it's we like need to go to iowa switches. it's like everything switches oh so crazy Side note, mm -hmm. regardless, we don't really have time to get into elizabeth warren well no i don't want to but get into i just want to say i'm not all in on i believe in I will be all in whoever becomes the nominee. I, I'm holding out a little bit longer for to see who's going at mm -hmm. it. But I have realized how 
badly I want a woman running for president. Like, it gives me life to see her running for president. I'm, like, so weary about a woman running for president against Trump. And I know that sounds like... It already happened! I know. And look how it turned out. I just, like, don't... I think... I'm going to go back to my statement that causes controversy every time I say it. I just don't think it's the time for old white women. No, I don't think it is either. But I do think it's time for a female president. I... People didn't think it was time for a black president. I know, but like, it's gotta be like a day. It's gotta be like a Kamala Harris. She would get me on. She would get me into the idea. But like, I just don't. Guys, I'm my secret. I'm gonna put something out in the ether as Mm -hmm. like the secret. You know, you put it out there. You mean you're manifesting something? Isn't that what it is? I don't know. Okay, but I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Kamala Harris and Beto as a A ticket. ticket. First off, Democrats should not overlook the the benefit of just a strictly hot ticket, like good-looking mm-hmm. ticket. Yeah. They're good-looking together. Both of them, separately and apart, are good-looking. Oh, my God. Would they cause rumors? Also, political rumors? Beto is a, fundamentally a hype man. Like, he wouldn't see it as running for VP as, like, oh, I came second place running for president. He's like, yeah. I'm a hype man, that's and I'm going to hype and this that's shit. And he does good. He's so good at it. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, Grace, I'm just very weary of it. I think that, like, in order, it needs to be a special kind. I'm just worried Literally, that this is not going to be the year that Democrats are going to win. And this is why. Let me hear. Yeah. Just, this is why. Because I think that there's probably an opportunity to get some Republican voters who are not as conservative as Trump is. There's definitely that middle ground. I don't think, I don't know if, as long as we get, as long as Democrats get their messaging down into the right area to get those those voters, yeah. but I, I feel like it's going to be like the Republicans did it, and <laughs> I mean the Republicans did it. So, but I feel like it's going to be just like the Republicans, where they had like twenty different candidates, and they were all over the board, like how yeah. conservative they were. And I mean, they did it, so maybe it is possible, but. I feel like that's how the Democrats are going to be. It's like it's going to be twenty different candidates, and they're going to well, be all definitely. over the board, and. I don't know if that's enough. I don't know. I'm like, I'm hopeful. Well, the caucus, the Ohio caucus isn't until next January. And they don't go into a gym? They do go. They they do too? They will. Iowa goes into a gym. Oh, you said Ohio. I meant Iowa. Okay. And we'll we'll be there. And we're going to be there. (laughs) Reporting live (laughs) from the Dubuque. Can we use the state of grace funds to do that? (laughs) Oh, my God. We? You think we should get sponsors by then? (laughs) Honest to God, we should totally go to Iowa. I'm so down. Let's do it. That would be so interesting to me because I really like of see... all places we know Iowa. Yeah, I just want to see like who shows up at that kind of thing. Like, I want to see if you're right. If it's really like everyone does because it's their civic duty. Or With Obama, it's... they had like the most young people come to a caucus ever. Dang. Well, there we go. He got the youngins. Okay, last topic of 2019 <clears throat> before we completely yes. move on is Ellen's support of Kevin Hart in recent days. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I was confused. First off, I've never been a fan of Kevin Hart. I don't think he's funny. He's kind of like, um, I just don't think he's funny. He's on a lot of, he has like a YouTube show people are really a big fan of. Yeah. He's just very loud. And I don't think that loud is funny. I know yeah. that's, I sound like a 90 year old person saying that, but. <laughs> you sound like your mom. But yeah, um, I I agree. I don't think he's our kind of funny. Like, and so I've never really been a big fan of him. I also didn't really understand it, dur- the controversy itself happened during a time when I was very offline mm-hmm. due to other things. So I wasn't following it very closely. I kind of knew the formula of it because it's kind of happened to people in the yeah. sense. But um. I also don't, this is like totally not related to the Ellen thing, and we can talk about that, but I also just don't think his comedy is real, like Oscar like. Yeah, it's controversial. Um, yeah, for those, of the, for those of you that don't know, he tweeted a long, 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 like in 2009, I think, so however long ago you feel that is. Yeah. He tweeted some homophobic tweets. And tweets that were, like, violent. Well, that insinuated violence against homophobes. Or not homophobes, but violence against... Gay people. Gay people. 
And so, so basically, uh, every people found these tweets, and then it got posted all over the internet. Then there was calls for him to not be. I forget. Was it the Oscars? Yeah, the Oscar host because he was already slated to host the Oscars. So basically, Os- the Oscars took him down, and now Ellen has. Basically endorsed him to reclaim the Oscar hosting gig because they have not found a new host. Well, I also kind of thought it was, like, over, like, said and done. And then Ellen had him on the show Mm -hmm. to kind of say his piece, but he never had any really piece to say. Right. Yeah, my – I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the clip, so this is all saying I didn't watch the Ellen clips. But my just short reaction to this is I – don't feel like he's really apologized. I'm fine with people like moving on and making mistakes and moving on and whatnot. But he hasn't expressed yeah. why it was wrong. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we're missing here. Also, I had issue with it because everyone is being critical. Like Ellen mm-hmm. didn't challenge him on it or whatever. Yeah. But like first off, Ellen doesn't. And I think about the other people. That's not her brand. Yeah. The people well, also I think about how like Beto basically went on Ellen Mm -hmm. and she asked him about his DUI Mm -hmm. and he basically, she gave him a forum to be like, you know, I was young, I was fortunate, like this is all the things that happened, which in a difference, I feel like everybody knows I'm a Beto stan, but I really do think he expressed like, this is what was wrong. This is how like things have gone differently. Ellen sets you up. She doesn't. To to be successful in that. And it's like, but, and also Ellen, who is such and that was, like, a different issue. But Ellen, who is such, like, kind of an icon for gay rights. And, yeah. like, make it paving the way for, like... And maybe that's one of the reasons she did it. I don't know. But mm-hmm. it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's very odd. So, I guess we'll see what happens. To be continued. And I'm usually an Ellen stand, so... I am, too. I mean, I still am. I'm not mad at her about it. I think that... I mean, it's probably her friend. I mean... Don't all of us have friends that say things we don't agree with sometimes, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, Okay, well, moving on to our last topic, because (laughs) we've got to talk too long. But we do want to talk about the Texas. Keep an eye out, because that's just coming up. Keep an eye out on State of Grace. Oh, no. So just giving y'all a heads up, because it'll probably be a topic of conversation Mm -hmm. for the next pods mm-hmm. is that starting tuesday january 8th the texas legislature is in session mm-hmm. um the texas legislature is only in session every two years so for 140 days and so you'll probably be seeing a lot of random articles about it on facebook a lot of people don't really pay attention to what is happening there but honestly a lot happens and it is something i'm very interested in i'm something i'm trying to get grace very interested in I am. And it is kind of fun because it's just a mad dash. And so, and this government is just starting to get working as opposed to the federal government, Lord. which is shut Not down. Um, but it's, I like it. I tell people I like watching it and kind of following it because the personalities at play are much more much less, um, how do you say, polished than, like, any politician in Congress For and stuff. sure. Tell them my favorite story. What is it? Oh, um, last session somebody punched a person. One of my personal favorite stories is that mm-hmm. there was a larger man mm-hmm. um, who nobody really likes who um, was talking too long. So someone tied a cookie to a string and, like, dangled it over where he was talking to, like, try to get him, mm-hmm. like, to lure him away from talking with a cookie, um, which is petty and funny. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, That's it's really like funny. a reality show because it's just people being confrontational and ridiculous in but a way. But it's like grown men and women. Grown men and women being confrontational and ridiculous in a way that I would never be in real life. And a lot of times you can't even fathom that they're doing it and it's ridiculous because these people are making decisions about our lives yeah so ridiculous and it's also kind of fun because a lot of random people come to visit like it's just 
I'll keep y'all updated, but y'all just need to know that it's happening. Uh-huh. And you should look up who your representative is. If you have any questions about who you like. How you, can you look that up? Um, just Google who is my Texas representative. Perfect. And you can put in your address. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, is. And you can see how crazy gerrymandering is because literally because I live on the side of the street, I'm with someone. But right. only for like the maybe well, 0.2 miles. <laughs> it's crazy because the district. So Texas has 150 House of Representatives members. Like there are fifty members, one hundred and fifty members of the Texas House, uh-huh. and if you think about it, that's a lot. Of, so they they split the te- all of Texas into one hundred and fifty little units, yeah. and so they're going to have a special election in San Antonio in a couple weeks. Um, on first, this is unrelated, but they're going to have a special election in San Antonio in a couple weeks, and I kind of want to be like, and I want to find somebody to run in that spot, but I'm like. It is literally just a tiny chunk of San Antonio between – it's basically like five square miles of San yeah. Antonio. And I just happen to not know anybody. And the, But it would be so easy to win that election. Right. But it is kind of crazy because there's 150 of them, so it's a madhouse. It's literally crazy. And um, some things – the big topics this session are going to be – Oh, yeah. Tell me those. School finance, um, probably property taxes <sighs> – um, school finance, property taxes, the rainy day fund is a big one, but a lot of people don't know what that is. It's what like is it? The state savings account. Texas has the most money in their state savings account than any state. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes along with school finance, but some people are kind of saying we should use, I mean, Texas has like a bajillion dollars, not really, but an obscene amount of money in savings. And so mm-hmm. people are like, we should use some of that money to fund our schools or to go to like Harvey relief or something. Yeah. And even Texas's credit rating has kind of gone down because they haven't invested the money mm-hmm. in anything. They've just like been having it sit there. Oh. Okay. Um, but a lot of people are like, we shouldn't use our money for, you know, the a rate. Wall. Right. The rainy day fund should only go to, like, one-time expenses. So if they use it towards schools, they would need to use it every year. Mm. Or her, I, for some reason, like, people are weird about Hurricane Harvey funding and stuff. But why are people weird about that? Interesting. So those are some great things to look out for. Yeah, and it's going to be a really interesting session because last session, they uh, – the dynamics – I mean, this is kind of in the weeds, but – the power dynamics have shifted a lot because last session it was the head of East. So the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the speaker had all been in power a really long time and had a lot of kind of power built within their chambers. So it was kind of the three of them wrestling all session. Mm-hmm. But there's a new speaker, so he doesn't have as much kind of say. And then the lieutenant governor, there are two more Democratic senators than there were last session. So he has, like, oh. less of a stronghold on interesting the chamber. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of works out. Ooh. Some big stuff happening. Yes. And Grace will keep us updated from the inside. <clears throat> yes, I will. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming over and recording today, yes, Grace. Yes, it's been fun. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, long time no talk, but we will see you next time. I've been Grace Cunha. And I'm Grace Marie. And this has been State, State of Grace. Grace. Woo!